Welcome to Relationship Nuggets with Onome, a solution-providing podcast to all relationship-related issues. This podcast started September 2020, and so far, we have recorded over 20 episodes of this podcast and also recorded over 2,000 listeners from different countries. The host of this awesome podcast is Miss Onome Omachala, a lady whose desire daily is to see the mountain of family thrive by investing the adequate knowledge into relationships as she's been led by the Spirit of God. Relationship Nuggets with Onome is being aired every Thursday. And today, being another beautiful Thursday, the host is here to address us on another important topic about relationship as it is our culture. Sit back, get yourself a glass of water, grab your pen and your journal and enjoy. <laughs> Hello! How are you doing today? <laughs> so that was my welcome speech. That was my, I was the, how would I call it now? <laughs> you know, I was just looking for another introduction, you know, that is not, um, so regular like that is so different from the one i used to or the the one you guys you know the, you guys are actually accustomed to because i believe that even before i started this podcast the way some people are opening some people would have been saying hello so i feel like let me just do something special and you know what i just recorded i'm thinking of putting it into a record separately and uh you know yeah put into a record separately and you know make it our introduction for this podcast how does it sound <laughs> awesome right beautiful yeah thank you so much guys welcome to another beautiful episode of relationship knowledge with onome and the voice you're listening to is still that of your one and only host for this beautiful awesome you know a wisdom filled podcast relationship nuggets with onome <laughs> yeah and i am onome or matchala of course you should have known that by now if you are just i mean if this is your first time listening to this podcast you know i am onome or matchala and uh you can follow me on ig onome or matchala twitter onome or matchala facebook onome or matchala you know you know at least when you, when you go through my those handles, you can say a little bit about me. I'm a relationship coach. I'm an event planner. I'm um, I'm a visionary entrepreneur. You know, event planning is just some of the things I do. I'm a multi-influential woman. I'm a social reformer. I'm a social savior. I'm a lot of things, right? <laughs> but more importantly, I'm Abba's baby girl. <laughs> I am Abba's pride. I'm his delight. I am a daughter, a precious daughter of my precious that <laughs> so how does the introduction look guys <laughs> we have a lot to talk about today so let me just dive in already so today i'll be talking about something very very important i've always you know i've always spoken about important topics actually because no topic under relationship is actually not important so if this is someone who says okay i want to tell you about something important in a relationship is actually important but it might just be that the person could not address it you know the way she ought to and make it look less important to you but i want to tell you that topic no topic under relationship is is less important if i want to if i come here to tell you that okay what is love that is important if i'm here to tell you how can you know your partner loves you it's very important if i'm here to tell you that um the act of uh, showing and receiving love it's very important just think about anything it's actually very important so today I'm going to talk about another beautiful and important topic, which is 
can uh, no, I don't want to say can someone guess already because obviously you'll have seen the flyer, <laughs> you know, you'll have seen the link, the link would have given you a hint about what this topic is all about. So I'll be talking about something I have always wanted to talk about, and I feel like today is the right time to talk about it and this episode this particular episode will be having like three series because i won't be able to talk about everything i want to talk about today that will be a whole long i mean so long you know an episode so today i'll be talking about just one series one series uh, from the old i have like three series under this topic that i'll be talking about so today i'll be talking about the first series and next week i'll talk about the second and then the following week i'll talk about the third because they are they, they are topics like on their own the three series i'll be addressing under this topic they are topic on their own they are issues that should be addressed you know uh separately on their own they are a whole lot you know there are a whole lot of things to be discussed under each so that is why i don't want to you know i don't want to talk about them at a go i want you guys to listen to them and you know think about them ruminate about them digest them and then i'll come back next week again to come and talk about the other series and like that till we are done you guys you will agree with me like that's the best right <laughs> so today i'm here to talk about relationship as an adventure yeah <laughs> how does that sound interesting right awesome right beautiful right yes relationship as an adventure that is the topic so under it i have some subtopics that i earlier referred to as series so those subtopics i'll pick one of them today which i'll talk about extensively and then we continue from the next week or the, subse- the subsequent weeks. So today, what I have to talk about, like I said, relationship as an adventure. So basically, I will be talking about what I mean by relationship as an adventure. And then I will, I will just dive into the subtopic. And then you will see how everything linked together. Because relationship as an adventure is a whole lot of things. It's just like me telling you, okay, I'm here to gist you about what relationship is all about. And you know, the topic of relationship, <laughs> yes, we are still talking about it. You know, because like I said, it's an adventure. So you keep learning about it every day. It's an ad- you keep learning about it every day. You know, there is no time you feel like I've I've actually I think I know everything I need to know about relationship. Because you'll be surprised when you get to that stage of your life and you feel like, okay, so what should I do next? That means you haven't that means you don't know it all. Because if you know it all, you shouldn't get to a stage of your life and feel like, okay, so what next should I do? I'm even confused. This thing about relationship, I don't get it anymore. I don't even think she or he is the one. I mean, how could this be happening to me? Do you see that? So we keep learning. As I am here, I'm still learning. I'll keep learning. You know, you guys too, you're learning. That is why you're listening to this podcast right now. So as I'm as I'm talking, I'm I'm actually learning too. Because I don't deny, you know, when I, I I'm telling you that every Thursday, I listen to this podcast myself. Myself, I go back to it and listen to it every Thursday. Every Thursday. And as I'm listening to it, I keep on learning new things. Because I'll be like, okay, when did I say this? How did I even get to know about this? So it's it's like something that as I'm saying it, I'm learning myself. So that is just to tell you that relationship is something that we keep on learning every day about. So that is just a summary of the relationship being an adventure. So we're talking about adventure. We're talking about, okay, we have a particular destination in, uh, in mind, right? If you say, okay, I, I'm going on an adventure today, you know, it might be like, okay, I'm going to London today, but then 
uh, I don't want to use London. I'm going to <laughs> Olumorok today. <laughs> and then people are like, okay, I, I, I'm taking uh, and then along the line, I'll just drop. I, I will see all the all the streets and all the areas we will be getting to because I just want to see how everything looks like. So it's I'm going to Olumorok, fine. But then I want to I want to have an adventurous journey. I want to keep on seeing everything that is going on around me. So you don't want to sleep. You know, some people there that don't want to sleep. You just want to see everything. So they want to have a detailed, you know, uh, phone. They want to have a detailed observation of everything that is going on around them, you know, as far as their journey is concerned. So that's what relationship as an adventure is all about. In your mind, you feel like, okay, this is the man I want to spend the rest of my life with. And the end goal is, okay, I want to serve God's purpose for this relationship. I really want to have a beautiful relationship, a relationship that you have goals, right? You have goals. Long-term goals, short-term goals in your relationship that you really, this is why you set out of your relationship. This is the reason for this relationship. A lot of, I believe we should have. You should have a purpose. You should know it that, okay, I am in this relationship for this reason. Yeah, because it is very important. You should know it. So if you don't know it yet, you pray to God to show you the reason, the exact reason you are in that relationship. The purpose you are meant to fulfill together with your partner. Every relationship is for a purpose. So, you know, the purpose is like your long-term goal, is like your destination. But how do you get that? What are the things that that relationship, that journey entails? The relationship journey, what are the things that entails? What are the things I should learn? What are the things I should, what are the things I should expect? Will it continue to be lovey-dovey? Will it continue to be fun or there some challenges you know if there are challenges how can i position myself you know for these challenges even before they arise so that when they come i will know how to tackle them i will know how to deal with them this is what relationship in an adventure is all about and i can tell you it's a beautiful adventure it's a beautiful one beautiful one am i saying that it doesn't have challenges of course it's it's do have i'm sorry about it <laughs> of course there are challenges in your relationship but then the, it's it's beautiful because the challenges actually make it more beautiful. <laughs> I don't know how that, that sounds to some people. It might not look that simple, but trust me, it actually makes it beautiful because when you overcome the challenges, you learn a new thing you've never learned, and that gives you this kind of courage. And then it sometimes, most times, it even makes you love your partner more. So it's beautiful. It's a beautiful story journey all along. So what do I mean by relationship as an adventure? So let me die now let me let me let me start now like start 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 <laughs> so everything i've been saying since morning was just introduction now let me let me dive into the topic for real you know relationship provides us with one of life's greatest opportunities yeah at the same time it provides us with one of life's greatest challenges so by opportunity and challenges i'm talking about uh the double phase of relationship Yes. So, relationship is not a one-time thing. Like, okay, it's just about the opportunities alone. There are no challenges, like I said earlier. So, relationship provides us, like, one of the life's greatest challenges, and it provides us one of life's greatest opportunities. So, by opportunity and by challenge, what do I mean? By opportunity, I mean that it helps us to build the most intimate relationship. <laughs> when I'm talking about, about your relationship with your partner, your relationship with God, most importantly, because... Your relationship with your partner should actually uh, draw you closer to God. You know, there are some stages you get to in your relationship and you feel like it's only God that can, interf that can interfere. Do you understand? You'll be like, this thing is beyond me, it's beyond my partner. Then you run back to God. So a relationship with your partner will not just help you to build that relationship with your partner as it is, but it should help you go closer to God. 
Do you understand? So one of the uh, life's opportunity that relationship gives to you is like it helps you to build the most beautiful and the most intimate relationship. Which benefit? Which benefits? You know, it goes beyond you. The benefit goes beyond you. It goes beyond your partner. It goes. It goes beyond what you can even comprehend. You know, earlier I was talking about the purpose of your relationship, and when we're talking about purpose, it's not about your your partner. It's about the people you've been sent to help. You know, the people you were sent to help. So, relationship, as it were, as um, an avenue or a platform for opportunity. This kind of opportunity I'm talking about. It's like giving you an opportunity to be a blessing to other people out there. And that is the purpose of your relationship. So when I'm talking about the intimate relationship, uh, intimate relationship you will build, which uh, privileges goes beyond you, or which uh, benefits goes beyond you. I'm talking about the people you are to extend your your relationship to, the people that are meant to benefit as a virtue of your relationship with your partner. So that is one of the opportunities your relationship provides for you. And one of the life's greatest challenges your relationship provides for you is that, you know, you have to go on learning what it means to love one another. You know, you have to go on learning what it means to love your partner unconditionally. You know, you look beyond your own needs and you go on to finding out what is important to your partner and then to make adjustments in your, in your own behavior. That is one of the greatest challenges life can offer you. Because it is not just about you now. You have another person to think about. You know, sometimes it will affect your schedules. It will affect your own personal plans. Because you have to be there for the other person. So relationship is a is sacrificial. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the life's greatest challenges. Because naturally, the way we are wired as human beings is to be self-centered. You know, to be selfish. It's just all about you and you. But now, it is no longer about you. It is now self-sacrificial. Sometimes you even have to think about your partner much more. And first, that is even the right thing. Think about your partner first, even before thinking about yourself. That is what relationship is all about. Now, I want to, I will now be talking about um, the challenges now. We already know what the opportunity is all about. But the challenges is what is actually the issues we are facing in relationship. And like I said, this podcast is here to address the, the issues, <laughs> relationship-related issues that we might be facing in our relationship. So I'll be focusing now on the challenges aspects of relationship being an adventure. So as relationship being an adventure, you are not to focus on the opportunities alone, but much more importantly, you have to focus on the challenges as well. So with me here are three challenges that I felt that we should really tackle. And these challenges are what I said to be serious earlier, that today I'll be talking about the first challenge extensively, and then next week I'll come to talk about the second challenge, and then the upper week or the subsequent week, I'll talk about the third challenge. Do you get it now? So number one challenge I have here with me is building strong communicative skills. It is very, it's a challenge, a whole lot of challenge. A lot of people doesn't know what it means to actually have a good communication skills. They do not know. They do not know. So it's not like they really do not want to do, but they do not know. And unconsciously, we're actually doing or having or making some habits that are very dangerous to our relationship because we do not know that they are dangerous. So today, 
and we be opening our eyes. <laughs> so because what I will be sharing here today is not something you've not heard before. But probably you do not know that this thing is actually is actually wrong, or this thing is actually is actually better than I thought. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> better than I thought. I mean worse, right? So that's it. So today. I will be talking about the first one, which is building strong communicative skills. The other one which I have with me is, you know, agreeing on your priorities, which I'll be talking about next week. And the third one I have is managing conflict and anger. <laughs> and if you agree with me, that is a whole lot. That is a whole lot of topic on its own. The second one, so agreeing on your priorities, it's, I mean, there are a lot of things to explore under the topic. So that is why I will not be talking about three challenges today. I will start with the first challenge, which is building strong communicative skills. So, let's go. <laughs> so we have different ways we can communicate. And we have different things to learn about um developing your communicative skills. We have a lot of things to learn. And where I will be talking about is... I would like you to know, or I will want you to know that, you know, you having a good communicating skill, skills can be affected by two major factors, two major factors, two major factors. You know, we are all different in the way we communicate. The way I communicate is different from the way you communicate. And the way we communicate is actually affected by two major factors that probably we do not think that they are strong enough to affect our our communicative skills but today i'll be telling you guys those two important factors that actually contributed to the way you communicate today Mm -hmm. so the first factor i have here is your personality and the other factor i have is your background (laughs) so what do i mean by personality let's talk about that quickly we have different personality, as we all know that we are not wired the same way. Some people are extrovert, some people are introvert, some people are analytical when it comes to the way they reason, some people are intuitive. So that is what I mean when I was talking about um, the personality. So what do I mean by your personality affecting the way you communicate? You know, if you're an extrovert, you know, those people that are extro- extroverted, they are extrovert in nature, they are these people that they tend towards processing their thoughts externally in other words they think aloud so when you say extrovert if they want to communicate they believe that they don't think i i don't want to say they don't think before before they talk they think before they talk but their own kind of thinking is thinking aloud so they they voice it out as they are thinking they are saying it they don't care whatever the repercussion might be it's not like they don't care about your feeling but that is who they are naturally that is how they were wired so they feel like let me just talk about it so the way they are thinking they are saying it those are extroverts. They are they that is who they are. So it affects their communicative skills too. Because when they have something to tell you, they just come to you and they just tell you. They don't, you know, think sit back, think about it first, process their thoughts, and then feel like, okay, with everything I uh, what everything I have actually uh, everything I, I ruminated about, I think this is how it's meant to be. This is how it's meant to be. They, are, they don't have that kind of patience. In, but the introverts, people that are actually introverts, to them, they tend towards organizing their thoughts in their heads first before they speak. 
do you see the introverts people they are this kind of people that they will think first whatever it is they have in mind to say whatever it is they want to voice out they will sit down think about it first in their mind ruminate a lot extensively about it you know gather their thoughts before before voicing it out which is quite the opposite of the extrovert and then the people that are analytical in nature they tend to work things out methodically and you know this may actually take time before they make their decision. What do I mean? These are the people, If for those that are analytical in nature, they take out time to think about what they want to do methodically and, and then they feel like when they are done thinking about it, they will now take time to make decisions. They are so analytical in making their decisions. So they don't make irrational decisions because they've given it a lot of thought. You know, they, they, they look about the outcome. Okay, if I talk this way, what we what what are the possible um what are the possible outcomes that might that might be a result of what I said? You know, they, they look beyond the present situations, they are so patient, they are so analytical. You know, these are people that they, they look how will how will I put it? I just want to make sure that you guys get me when I say analytical. They just they, they do not just talk. Because they want to talk, they do. They don't behave irrationally. They think extensively about what is going on in their mind, and when they are done thinking, they will make decision. I'm not saying their decision are always right, but at least they give it a lot of thought. They would have given it a lot of thought before voicing out, before making any decision. And the last person is, or the last category of people, is those that are intuitive in nature. And these people, they often act on hunches, like they jump to conclusion easily. They do not, they will not even ask, they, they, they will not even think about, okay, what are the, what are the possible factors, you know, responsible for how this person is behaving, or what, they, they do not want to care, they don't care at all. All they are concerned about is they look at the hunches, they look at the signals you've been giving them, and they feel like, oh, this guy, this is what is wrong with him, and they just voice out. Do you see? So your personality goes a long way in the way you communicate. And then another thing is background, which most times we do not pay a lot of attention to. The background is a whole lot of thing on its own because some families are quiet, others are much louder, some are volatile, while some are calmer. So families take time, they take turns to talk, while some people, they interrupt frequently. So these are a lot, these are, these are, <laughs> these are different kind of families we come from. You know, in some, in your partners, don't be surprised that, okay, your partner, probably in their family, they take turns to talk. So when you are done talking, that is when another person can talk. But in some family, they don't have that chill. As they are talking, if the other party feels like you, what you are saying is not okay, the person is going to interrupt. And, you know, your partner growing up in this kind of family that they interrupt discussion frequently might be difficult to agree to your own terms of you taking turns to discuss or taking turns to talk. So there's a whole lot of issues. So you understanding the the background your partner is coming from and your partner's personality will go a long way in you knowing how to communicate with them. Do you understand? And you as a partner too, knowing your background and the background your partner is coming from, you know what to work on 
as far as your own side is concerned, you know how to develop yourself, you know, to suit your partner communicative skills so that you guys will come to an agreement as to how to communicate. And this will actually go a long way. This will go a long way in helping you build a strong relationship, that kind of relationship that you strongly desire. So, to continue from where I stopped from, we need to understand the personality of a partner and his or a family typical communicative traits. For instance, especially if, you know, your partner comes from a family that hears difference immediately. There are some family that they, if you are talking, if you are saying something that she, the other party does not agree with, immediately, without she, the person is going to tell you, I do not agree with what you are saying and I think this is my own view about it. While you, your family tends to delay or avoid talking about conflicting views at all. There are some family that when they see that this view of mine is going to cause a conflict, I would rather not talk about it. Do you see? And your partner is from the family that she wants to talk about it because that was how she grew up. That was the kind of environment she grew into. So putting these factors into consideration will actually go a long way. So right now I'll be talking about hindrances to good communication. Hindrances to good communication. A lot of people really want to communicate. They want to learn how to communicate. They want to know what good communication is all about, communicative skills. But then there are hindrances that peradventure they actually do not know that are hindrances. So today I'll be talking about three major hindrances to effective communication. Number one is failing to make time. Failing to make out time. Failing to make out time. You know, uh, a lot of, we are so busy these days. This generation, we are the, I don't want to say the busy generation. Like, once you feel like, okay, I'm trying to make ends meet. I'm trying to be a person. I'm trying to make name for myself. I'm trying to fulfill purpose, you know, stuff like that. I'm trying to find whatever it is you are trying to. I want you to know that for, for you to be that kind of strong relationship that you desire, you need to learn how to create time to make, you know, good communication in your relationship. So one of the hindrances we are having is that a lot of us, we fail to make our time. Number one, you have to schedule a reasonable time that you guys can come together and communicate because time will not just come. Time will not just come. So you have to make, you know, that conscious effort. You agree on a particular time that you guys are going to communicate. If you have an issue that you like to address with your partner, you make out time deliberately and tell your partner, okay, this is when I think I'm free. What time are you free? You come to an agreement about the time that is visible for you guys to meet and talk about it. And another thing is, after you have fixed that time, you know, you guard the time from distractions and interruptions, especially from your phones. So when you have something really something important to discuss with your partner it is just wisdom to put your phone somewhere where you won't be distracted at all if you want to put it in silence if you don't want to bring your phone at all you know i've heard a lot of people quite a number of couples that when they are going on a date with their partner they they switch off their phone because they don't want distraction from anybody it's actually a very wise decision to make so if you feel like you fix time you will need to guard yourself against every distractions or interruptions most especially from your phones yeah so the third one is recognize when you need to drop everything to listen to your partner yes this is very important you need to recognize when you have to drop everything to listen to your partner 
everything. So we understand the fact that you have a job, you have people to attend to, you have this to do and that to do. But you should recognize the emotional need of your partner. If you if you sense that this person really needs to talk to me at this particular point in time, you should know that I I I might actually have to put my phone somewhere to listen to her or him as to what she or he has to say. Do you understand? Yeah. So the second one is um. The second hindrance to good communication is failing to talk about your feelings. <laughs> this one is a big deal. A lot of people, they grow up not knowing how to talk about their feelings. So they might even need the mentor. <laughs> they might be needing mentor to really learn what it feels like to talk about your feeling or how it feels to talk about your feeling or what are the skills or the the act of talking your, about your feelings looks like seriously a lot of people they fail to talk about their feeling you may actually find it difficult talking about your feeling because of a sense of inadequacy or vulnerability like you don't want to look vulnerable to your partner or a fear of how the person will, will respond yeah, a lot of people do not want to talk about their, their feelings because they are scared or, or, of how their partner is going to react to how or whatever it is they want to say. They are scared of looking vulnerable to their partner. They are scared of, you know, a sense of inadequacy. You know, they don't want their partner to feel like they can't do some certain things on their own or, or for themselves. Do you understand? So the other thing is you should dare, the solution to this problem is that you should dare to trust your partner with your feelings. The, you should dare, dare to trust your partner with your feelings. It might not be easy, but you know, I want you to overcome that fear and dare to trust your partner, trust him or her with your feelings. And if your partner struggles to express how he or she feels, be sure to listen to your partner without judging or criticizing him or up yeah so as your partner is working on her own self to you know to dare you to dare to trust you about her feelings you also help your partner the moment you realize that okay this person does not really want to talk or this guy or this babe does not really want to talk about the way she or he feels you try to understand and listen to him without judging or criticizing him because that will really really help your partner a lot a lot you know, sharing our innermost thoughts and feelings is essential to building a strong relationship. There is nothing you can compare to it. There is nothing. So until your partner starts sharing how she really, really feels, her innermost thoughts and feelings, really, trust me, she has not trusted you enough. Yes, she has not really trusted you, her feelings with you. Or he has not really trusted his feelings with you so i want us to overcome that hindrance of feeling like of of failing to share your emotions or your feelings with your partner so the third one i have here is failing to listen to each other <sighs> failing to listen you know it is the way it is different there is no communication without listening listening and how to listen is is, is an act on its own you cannot communicate without listening so some people feel like, okay, I am hearing you. You are not, hearing is different from listening. Listening is you putting your attention, no distraction to whatever it is your partner is saying. So, so a lot of people, we feel like when your partner puts uh, put up a call to you and feel like, okay, babe, I want to see you. And then you go to your partner with your phone being distracted and all. And you feel like, after all, you call me to come and I'm here. Without listening to him, it's as good as you not going there at all. 
It's as good as you not picking the partner's cause at all. Because you need to listen. You need to learn what it means to really, really listen, listen to your partner. So when someone listens to us, you know, we feel understood, we feel valued, we feel supported, we feel loved. Why not be listened to is highly damaging to your relationship. So some bad listening habits we should overcome. Should I still continue? I'm talking too much. <laughs> okay, so I'll be done in a jiffy. So let me quickly finish this. Um, I need to finish this particular topic so that I will start a new one afresh next week, which is the second uh, series I talked about earlier. So the, some liberal listening habits you should actually watch out for and you should try to overcome. Number one, disengaging, disengaging <laughs> mentally when your partner is talking to you. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are like that. You might be looking at your partner like this, but you know that mentally you've already disengaged yourself from that communication. It is very wrong. You should put, listen to your partner mentally, you know, physically, putting the right gestures, eyeball to eyeball, to know that you're really listening to your partner. It is very important. So you should not disengage while listening to your partner mentally because that one is actually quite difficult. Your, your partner might not even be able to figure out that you are no longer with him or her because you're looking at her like this, you are trying to even nod your head. Meanwhile, mentally, you are not following. So do not disengage mentally, you know, when your partner is talking to you. And number two, going off on a tangent with your own story. A lot of us, we do like that. Your partner is saying this and then you're just going off on the topic you guys are addressing with your own story. Because you feel like, okay, are you done talking? Can I tell you what is bothering me now? Because you have your own story to talk about. So you just go off whatever it is your partner is talking about. That is very, very wrong. Very, very wrong. And we should watch it. So the third one is giving your advice immediately rather than empathizing on your partner's feelings first. Yes. So your partner is done talking to you. You empathize with your partner. Like, okay, babe, I, I, I understand. Oh, sorry. I never knew this is how you've been feeling all this while. Then when you are done empathizing with your partner, you cannot, you cannot come in to give your own advice. But make sure that you make them feel like you understand the way they are feeling. You try to put yourself in their shoes. That is when they will feel loved. That is when they will feel like, okay, you really understand me. You really feel like you, you know what I was saying. You know, do you understand? Then the next point I have here is interrupting your partner with your own views or finishing their sentences for them. <laughs> this one. You can see, these are the things that we really do unconsciously, but we do not know that they are actually very detrimental to our relationship. A lot of us, we are, we are actually fond of finishing your partner's statements or your sentences or lies for you because you already know where it's going. So as he's trying to talk, you are finishing the sentences. Okay. You are trying to shut your partner. You are trying to shut him or her up. Yes. You are trying to tell your partner that, okay, mom, got to first so, so let me just say it for you, which is very, very, very wrong. So you should stop interrupting your partner with your own views or stop finishing your sentence or finishing their sentences for them whichever the case may be. And last one is pressing your phone or getting distracted by a lot of other things. Probably you were seeing channel, TV, your favorite show, and a partner needs to talk to you. You might need to put off, uh, put aside your phone, put off the TV, you know, to give a rapt attention to your partner, to really, really, really listen to your partner. How do you listen? And that will be all today. So lastly, I want to talk about how do you listen to your partner? How should you listen to your partner? 
it takes patience to actually learn how to listen effectively. So when you say you listen effectively, what it means is that one, you allow your partner to finish what to finish what they want to say. Yeah. So listening effectively means allowing your partner to finish whatever it is they have to say. You should not be in a hurry to listen to your partner. You should not be in a hurry. Your relationship is actually worth more than that time and that investment. You really want to give it. You really want to give it that time. You really want to give it that patience. So you should allow your partner to finish whatever it is they have to say. And number two, you put aside your own agenda and seeking to see the world through your partner's eyes. You put aside your own agenda and try to see the world through your partner's eyes. So when you say you listen effectively and attentively to your partner, what it means is you try to put your own agenda aside and then you try to see the world from your partner's lens. Mm, that is very important. So that will actually make them feel like, okay, you really understand me. You really see through what I'm saying and it's not like you are trying to fake listening to me <laughs> because it's actually quite easy to fake your listening to your partner how do you know you faked it because at the end of the discussion there will be no results the same issues will still come up again that shows that you never listened to him or her why she was talking or communicating to you and then the last okay the second to the last point i have here is making the effort to understand them when they think or feel different to us this is a whole lot of work. It is not easy. Yes. You make that conscious effort, you know, to understand them when they think or feel different to you. So whatever it is your partner is saying, you totally, you know, you feel different towards it. But then you will, you will deliberately make the effort of trying to understand them, irrespective of how you feel or not. Yes. That is what the challenges and... Um, relationship being an adventure is all about so it's not just about you so even though you feel differently you still must try to understand the way your partner feels and lastly you ensure an eye contact with your partner you know it's very important Yoruba people used to say Ojula right so you try make effort when your partner is talking to you ensure you have an eye contact with your partner it's not like you're pressing your phone and then you're telling your partner you know I can multitask I'm listening to you there is no way you want to tell me you are listening to me you are pressing your phone. I personally do not like it. I feel like I'm just talking and you are not listening to me. So you ensure eye cont contact with your partner and then you make some gestures like nodding of your head, saying, mm, like you are following, right? Those things actually shows that I'm following, I'm listening to you. Do you understand? <laughs> and so that will be all from me to you today so how was today's nurture it was a bit long i think this is the longest okay it's not the longest i think we had 40 minutes so far so this is just 37 minutes i said just <laughs> so i feel it is um a 37 minutes of your life worth spent i'm serious it is it is worth it i i i love the fact that you listen to this podcast till the end and if you agree with me you see that this is a value-packed podcast yeah really really value-packed and uh, much more than me coming here is you really taking whatever it is I've said and you know running with it running with it is very very important so don't just listen alone don't just join alone I want you to work with it practically you know what I've told you today or what whatever it is I've said today I want you to practically you know put it into your relationship and see the result it will yield for you it's going to be a beautiful a sweet a 
what else should I say? All I'm trying to say is thank you so much for listening to me. You are the best. You are the best, and I really appreciate this. So share this podcast, share it with your friends, with your family, people that you think they should re- they should really listen to this. Share it with your partner, most importantly. So if you are listening to this alone in your relationship, share with your partner, share with your friends that are in a relationship. They really need to listen to this. Share with everybody you think you will come in contact with. Everybody that you think needs this today. Thank you so much once again for listening to me. Until I come your way again next to Thursday, stay blessed and stay safe. I love you so much and stay expectant of the second series on that relationship as an adventure, which is agreeing on your priorities. Thank you so much. Love you. Bye. Welcome to Relationship Nuggets with Onome, a solution-providing podcast to all relationship-related issues. This podcast started September 2020, and so far, we have recorded over 20 episodes of this podcast and also recorded over 2,000 listeners from different countries. The host of this awesome podcast is Miss Onome Omachala, a lady whose desire daily is to see the mountain of family thrive by investing the adequate knowledge into relationships as she has been led by the Spirit of God. Relationship Nuggets with Onome is being aired every Thursday. And today, being another beautiful Thursday, the host is here to address us on another important topic about relationship as it is our culture. Sit back. Get yourself a glass of water, grab your pen and your journal, and enjoy. <laughs> Hello, how are you doing today? <laughs> so that was my welcome speech. That was my, I was the, how would I call it now? <laughs> you know, I was just looking for another introduction, you know, that is not, um, so regular like that is so different from the one i used to or the the one you guys you know the you guys are actually accustomed to because i believe that even before i started this podcast the way some people are opening some people would have been saying hello so i feel like let me just do something special and you know what i just recorded i'm thinking of putting it into a record separately and uh you know yeah putting into a record separately and you know make it our introduction for this podcast. How does it sound? <laughs> awesome, right? Beautiful. Yeah, thank you so much, guys. Welcome to another beautiful episode of Relationship Nuggets with Onome. And the voice you're listening to is still that of your one and only host for this beautiful, awesome, you know, a wisdom-filled podcast, Relationship Nuggets with Onome. <laughs> yeah, and I am Monome Omatshola. Of course, you should have known that by now. If you are just, I mean, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, you know, I am Monome Omatshola. And uh, you can follow me on IG, Monome Omatshola. Twitter, Monome Omatshola. Facebook, Monome Omatshola. You know, you know. At least when you, when you go through my those handles, you can say a little bit about me. I'm a relationship coach. I'm an event planner. I'm. Um, I'm a visionary entrepreneur, you know, even plan is just one of the things I do. I'm a multi-influential woman. I'm a social reformer. I'm a social savior. I'm a lot of things, right? <laughs> but more importantly, I'm Abba's baby girl. <laughs> I am Abba's pride. I'm his delight. I am a daughter, a precious daughter of my 
precious that. <laughs> so how does the introduction look? Guys, <laughs> we have a lot to talk about today, so let me just dive in already. So today, I'll be talking about something very, very important. I've always, you know, I've always spoken about important topics, actually, because no topic on that relationship is actually not important. So if it's someone who says, okay, I want to tell you about something important in a relationship, it's actually important, but it might just be that the person could not address it, you know, the way she ought to and make it look less important to you. But I want to tell you that topic, no topic on that relationship is, is less important. If I want to, if I come here to tell you that, okay, what is love? That is important. If I'm here to tell you, how can you know your partner loves you? It's very important. If I'm here to tell you that, um, the act of, uh, showing and receiving love, it's very important. Just think about anything. It's actually very important. So today, I'm going to talk about another beautiful and important topic, which is, can, uh, no, I don't want to say can someone guess already, because obviously you'll have seen the flyer, <laughs> you know, you'll have seen the link, the link would have given you a hint about what this topic is all about. So, I'll be talking about something I have always wanted to talk about, and I feel like today is the right time to talk about it and this episode this particular episode will be having like three series because i won't be able to talk about everything i want to talk about today that will be a whole long i mean so long you know an episode so today i'll be talking about just one series one series uh, from the old i have like three series under this topic that i'll be talking about so today i'll be talking about the first series and next week i'll talk about the second and then the following week i'll talk about the third because they are they, they are topics like on their own the three series i'll be addressing under this topic they are topic on their own they are issues that should be addressed you know uh separately on their own they are a whole lot you know there are a whole lot of things to be discussed under each so that is why i don't want to you know i don't want to talk about them at a go i want you guys to listen to them and you know think about them ruminate about them digest them and then i'll come back next week again to come and talk about the other series and like that till we are done you guys you will agree with me like that's the best right <laughs> So today I'm here to talk about relationship as an adventure. Yeah, <laughs> how does that sound? Interesting, right? Awesome, right? Beautiful, right? Yes, relationship as an adventure. That is the topic. So under it, I have some subtopics that I earlier referred to as series. So those subtopics, I'll pick one of them today, which I'll talk about extensively, and then we continue from there next week or the, subse- the subsequent weeks. So today, what I have to talk about, like I said, relationship as an adventure. So basically, I will be talking about what I mean by relationship as an adventure, and then I will, I will just dive into the subtopic, and then you will see how everything linked together, because relationship as an adventure is a whole lot of things. It's just like me telling you, okay, I'm here to gist you about what relationship is all about. And you know, the topic of relationship, <laughs> yes, we are still talking about it. You know, because like I said, it's an adventure. So you keep learning about it every day. It's an ad- you keep learning about it every day. You know, there is no time you feel like I've I've actually I think I know everything I need to know about relationship. Because you'll be surprised when you get to that stage of your life and you feel like, okay, so what should I do next? That means you haven't that means you don't know it all. Because if you know it all, you shouldn't get to a stage of your life and you feel like, okay, so what next should I do? I'm even confused. This thing about relationship, I don't get it anymore. I don't even think she or he is the one. I mean, how could this be happening to me? 
do you see that so we keep learning as i am here i'm still learning i'll keep learning you know you guys too you're learning that is why you're listening to this podcast right now so as i'm as i'm talking i'm i'm actually learning too because i don't deny you know when i i i'm telling you that every thursday i listen to this podcast myself myself i go back to it and listen to it every thursday every thursday and as i'm listening to it i keep on learning new things because i'll be like okay when did i say this how did i even get to know about this so it's it's like something that as i'm saying it i'm learning myself so that is just to tell you that relationship is something that we keep on learning every day about so that is just a summary of the relationship being an adventure. So we're talking about adventure. We're talking about, okay, we have a particular destination in, uh, in mind, right? If you say, okay, I, I'm going on an adventure today, you know, it might be like, okay, I'm going to London today, but then, uh, I don't want to use London. I'm going to <laughs> Olumoro today. <laughs> and then it be like, okay, I, I, I'm taking, uh, and then along the line, I'll just show up. I, I will see all the all the streets and all the areas we will be getting to because I just want to see how everything looks like. So it's I'm going to Olumoro, fine. But then I want to I want to have an adventurous journey. I want to keep on seeing everything that is going on around me. So you don't want to sleep. You know, some people there that don't want to sleep. You just want to see everything. So they want to have a detailed, you know, uh, fun. They want to have a detailed observation of everything that is going on around them. You know, as far as their journey is concerned. So that is what relationship as an adventure is all about. In your mind, you feel like okay. This is the man I want to spend the rest of my life with. And the end goal is, okay, I want to serve God's purpose for this relationship. I really want to have a beautiful relationship, a relationship that you have goals, right? You have goals, long-term goals, short-term goals in your relationship that you really, this is why you set out of your relationship. This is the reason for this relationship. A lot of, I believe we should have, you should have a purpose. You should know it that, okay, I am in this relationship for this reason. Yeah, because it is very important. You should know it. So if you don't know it yet, you pray to God to show you the reason, the exact reason you are in that relationship, the purpose you are meant to fulfill together with your partner. Every relationship is for a purpose. So, you know, the purpose is like your long-term goal, is like your destination. But how do you get that? What are the things that that relationship, that journey entails? The relationship journey, what are the things that entails? What are the things I should learn? What are the things I should, what are the things I should expect? Will it continue to be lovey-dovey? Will it continue to be fun or there some challenges you know if there are challenges how can i position myself you know for these challenges even before they arise so that when they come i will know how to tackle them i will know how to deal with them this is what relationship in an adventure is all about and i can tell you it's a beautiful adventure it's a beautiful one beautiful one am i saying that it doesn't have challenges of course it's it's do have i'm sorry about this <laughs> of course there are challenges in your relationship but then and the, it's it's beautiful because the challenges actually make it more beautiful. <laughs> I don't know how that, that sounds to some people. It might not look that simple, but trust me, it actually makes it beautiful because when you overcome the challenges, you learn a new thing you've never learned, and that gives you this kind of courage. And then it sometimes, most times, it even makes you love your partner more. So it's beautiful. It's a beautiful story journey all along. So what do I mean by relationship as an adventure? So let me die now let me let me let me start now like start 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 <laughs> so everything i've been saying since morning was just introduction now let me let me dive into the topic for real you know relationship provides us with one of life's greatest opportunities yeah at the same time it provides us with one of life's greatest challenges so by opportunity and challenges i'm talking about uh the double phase of relationship 
Yes. So, a relationship is not a one-time thing. Like, okay, it's just about the opportunities alone. There are no challenges. Like I said earlier. So, relationship provides us, like, one of the life's greatest challenges. And it provides us one of life's greatest opportunities. So, by opportunity and by challenge, what do I mean? By opportunity, I mean that it helps us to build the most intimate relationship. <laughs> when I'm talking about, about your relationship with your partner, your relationship with God, most importantly, because... Your relationship with your partner should actually uh, draw you closer to God. You know, there are some stages you get to in your relationship and you feel like it's only God that can can interfere. Do you understand? You'll be like, this thing is beyond me, it's beyond my partner. Then you run back to God. So a relationship with your partner will not just help you to build that relationship with your partner as it is, but it should help you go closer to God. Do you understand? So one of the uh, life's opportunity that relationship gives to you is like it helps you to build the most beautiful and the most intimate relationship which benefit which benefits you know it goes beyond you the benefit goes beyond you it goes beyond your partner it goes it goes beyond what you can even comprehend you know earlier i was talking about the purpose of your relationship and when we're talking about purpose it's not about your your partner it's about the people you've been sent to help you know the people you were sent to help so relationship as it were as um an avenue or a platform for opportunity this kind of opportunity i'm talking about it's like giving you an opportunity to be a blessing to other people out there and that is the purpose of your relationship. So when I'm talking about the intimate relationship, uh, intimate relationship you will build, which uh, privileges goes beyond you, or which uh, benefits goes beyond you, I'm talking about the people you are to extend your your relationship to, the people that are meant to benefit as a virtue of your relationship with your partner. So that is one of the opportunities your relationship provides for you. And one of the life's greatest challenges your relationship provides for you is that, you know, you have to go on learning what it means to love one another. You know, you have to go on learning what it means to love your partner unconditionally. You know, you look beyond your own needs and you go on to finding out what is important to your partner and then to make adjustments in your, in your own behavior. That is one of the greatest challenges life can offer you. Because it is not just about you now. You have another person to think about. You know, sometimes it will affect your schedules. It will affect your own personal plans. Because you have to be there for the other person. So relationship is a is sacrificial. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the life's greatest challenges. Because naturally, the way we are wired as human beings is to be self-centered. You know, to be selfish. It's just all about you and you. But now, it is no longer about you. It is now self-sacrificial. Sometimes you even have to think about your partner much more. And first, that is even the right thing. Think about your partner first, even before thinking about yourself. That is what relationship is all about. Now, I want to, I will now be talking about um, the challenges now. We already know what the opportunity is all about. But the challenges is what is actually the issues we are facing in relationship. And like I said, this podcast is here to address the, the issues, <laughs> relationship-related issues that we might be facing in our relationship. So I'll be focusing now on the challenges aspects of relationship being an adventure. So as relationship being an adventure, you are not to focus on the opportunities alone, but much more importantly, you have to focus on the challenges as well. So with me here are three challenges that I felt that we should really tackle 
And these challenges are what I said to be serious earlier. That today I'll be talking about the first challenge extensively and then next week I'm, I'll come to talk about the second challenge and then the upper week or the subsequent week I'll talk about the third challenge do you get it now so the number one challenge I have here with me is building strong communicative skills it is very is a challenge a whole lot of challenge a lot of people doesn't know what it means to actually have a good communication skills they do not know they do not know so it's not like they really do not want to do but they do not know and unconsciously we're actually doing or having or making some habits that are very dangerous to our relationship because we do not know that they are dangerous so today i will be opening our eyes <laughs> so because what i'll be sharing here today is not something you've not heard before but probably you do not know that this thing is actually is actually wrong or this thing is actually is actually better than I thought. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> better than I thought. I mean worse, right? So that's it. So today I will be talking about the first one, which is building strong communicative skills. The other one which I have with me is you know agreeing on your priorities, which I'll be talking about next week. And the third one I have is managing conflict and anger. <laughs> and if you agree with me, that is a whole lot. That is a whole lot of topic on its own. The second one, so agreeing on your priorities, it's, I mean, there are a lot of things to explore under the topic. So that is why we'll not be talking about three challenges today. I will start with the first challenge, which is building strong communicative skills. So, <sighs> let's go. <laughs> so we have different ways we can communicate and we have different things to learn about um, developing your communicative skills we have a lot of things to learn and where I will be talking about is I would like you to know or I will want you to know that you know you having a good communicating skill, skills can be affected by two major factors two major factors two major factors you know we are all different in the way we communicate the way i communicate is different from the way you communicate and the way we communicate is actually affected by two major factors that probably we do not think that they are strong enough to affect our our communicative skills but today i'll be telling you guys those two important factors that actually contributed to the way you communicate today Mm -hmm. So the first factor I have here is your personality and the other factor I have here is your background. <laughs> so what do I mean by personality? Let's talk about that quickly. We have different personality as we all know that we are not wired the same way. Some people are extrovert, some people are introvert, some people are analytical when it comes to the way they reason, some people are intuitive. So that is what I mean when I was talking about um, the personality so what do i mean by your personality affecting the way you communicate you know if you're an extrovert you know those people that are extro extroverted they are extrovert in nature that is people that they tend towards processing their thoughts externally in other words they think aloud so when you say extrovert if they want to communicate they believe that they don't think i i don't want to say they don't think before before they talk they think before they talk, but their own kind of thinking is thinking aloud. So they they voice it out. As they are thinking, they are saying it. They don't care, whatever the repercussion might be. It's not like they don't care about your feeling, but that is who they are naturally. That is how they were wired. 
So they feel like, let me just talk about it. So the way they are thinking, they are saying it. Those are extroverts. They are, they, that is who they are. So it affects their communicative skills too because when they have something to tell you, they just come to you and they just tell you. They don't, you know, think, sit back, think about it first, process their thoughts, and then feel like, okay, with everything I, uh, with everything I have actually, uh, everything I, I ruminated about, I think this is how it's meant to be. This is how it's meant to be. They, are, they don't have that kind of patience. In, but the introverts, people that are actually introverts, to them, they tend towards organizing their thoughts in their heads first before they speak. Do you see? The introvert people, they are this kind of people that they will think first. Whatever it is they have in mind to say, whatever it is they want to voice out, they will sit down, think about it first in their mind, ruminate a lot extensively about it, you know, gather their thoughts before before voicing it out, which is quite the opposite of the extrovert. And then the people that are analytical in nature, they tend to work things out methodically and, you know, this may actually take time before they make their decision. What do I mean? These are the people, If for those that are analytical in nature, they take out time to think about what they want to do methodically and, and then they feel like when they are done thinking about it, they will now take time to make decisions. They are so analytical in making their decisions. So they don't make irrational decisions because they've given it a lot of thought. You know, they, they, they look about the outcome. Okay, if I talk this way, what 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 are the possible um what are the possible outcomes that might that might be a result of what I said? You know, they, they look beyond the present situations, they are so patient, they are so analytical. You know, these are people that they, they look how will how will I put it? I just want to make sure that you guys get me when I say analytical. They just they, they do not just talk. Because they want to talk, they do. They don't behave irrationally. They think extensively about what is going on in their mind, and when they are done thinking, they will make decision. I'm not saying their decision are always right, but at least they give it a lot of thought. They would have given a lot of thought before voicing out, before making any decision. And the last person is, or the last category of people, is those that are intuitive in nature. And these people, they often act on hunches, like they jump to conclusion easily. They do not, they will not even ask, they, they, they will not even think about, okay, what are the, what are the possible factors, you know, responsible for how this person is behaving, or what, they, they do not want to care. They don't care at all. All they are concerned about is they look at the onshies, they look at the signals you've been giving them, and they feel like, oh, this guy, this is what is wrong with him, and they just voice out. Do you see? So your personality goes a long way in the way you communicate. And then another thing is background, which most times we do not pay a lot of attention to. The background is a whole lot of thing on its own because some families are quiet, others are much louder, some are volatile, while some are calmer. So families take time, they take turns to talk, while some people, they interrupt frequently. So these are, a lot, these are, these are, <laughs> these are different kind of families we come from. You know, in some, in your partners, don't be surprised, that, okay, your partner, probably in their family, they take turns to talk. So when you are done talking, that is when another person can talk. But in some family, they don't have that chill. As they are talking, if the other party feels like 
you what you are saying is not okay the person is going to interrupt and you know your partner growing up in this kind of family that they interrupt discussion frequently might be difficult to agree to your own terms of you taking turns to discuss or taking turns to talk so there's a whole lot of issues so you understanding the the background your partner is coming from and your partner's personality will go a long way in you knowing how to communicate with them do you understand and you as a partner too know your background and the background your partner is coming from you know what to work on as far as your own side is concerned you know how to develop yourself you know to suit your partner communicative skills so that you guys will come to an agreement as to how to communicate and this will actually go a long way this will go a long way in helping you build a strong relationship that kind of relationship that you strongly desire so to continue from where i stopped from we need to understand the personality of a partner and needs or a family typical communicative traits for instance especially if you know your partner comes from a family that hears difference immediately there are some family that they if you are talking if you are saying something that she the other party does not agree with immediately without shield the person is going to tell you i do not agree with what you are saying and i think this is my own view about it while you your family tends to delay or avoid talking about conflicting views at all there are some family that when they see that this view of mine is going to cause a conflict i would rather not talk about it do you see and your partner is from the family that she wants to talk about it because that was how she grew up that was the kind of environment she grew into so putting these factors into consideration will actually go a long way so right now i'll be talking about hindrances to good communication hindrances to good communication a lot of people really want to communicate they want to learn how to communicate they want to know what good communication is all about communicative skills but then there are hindrances that peradventure they actually do not know that are hindrances so today i'll be talking about three major hindrances to effective communication number one is failing to make time failing to make out time failing to make out time you know uh a lot of we are so busy these days this generation we are the i don't want to say the busy generation like want to be like okay i'm trying to make ends meet i'm trying to be a person i'm trying to make name for myself i'm trying to fulfill purpose you know stuff like that i'm trying to find whatever it is you are trying to i want you to know that for for you to be that kind of strong relationship that you desire you need to learn how to create time to make you know good communication in your relationship so one of the hindrances we are having is that a lot of us we fail to make our time number one you have to schedule a reasonable time that you guys can come together and communicate because time will not just come time will not just come so you have to make you know that conscious effort you agree on a particular time that you guys are going to communicate if you have an issue that you like to address with your partner you make out time deliberately and tell your partner okay this is when i think i'm free what time are you free you come to an agreement about the time that is visible for you guys to meet and talk about it and another thing is after you have fixed that time you know you guard the time from distractions and interruptions especially from your phones so when you have something really something important to discuss with your partner it is just wisdom to put your phone somewhere where you won't be distracted at all if you want to put it in silence if you don't want to bring your phone at all you know i've heard a lot of people quite a number of couples that when they are going on a date with their partner they they switch off their phone because they don't want distraction from anybody 
it's actually a very wise decision to make. So if you feel like you fixed time, you will need to guard yourself against every distractions or interruptions, most especially from your phones. Yeah. So the third one is recognize when you need to drop everything to listen to your partner. Yes, this is very important. You need to recognize when you have to drop everything to listen to your partner. Everything. So we understand the fact that you have a job, you have people to attend to, you have this to do and that to do. But you should recognize the emotional need of your partner. If you if you sense that this person really needs to talk to me at this particular point in time, you should know that I I, I might actually have to put my phone somewhere to listen to her or him as to what she or he has to say. Do you understand? Yeah. So the second one is um the second hindrance to good communication is failing to talk about your feelings. <laughs> This one is a big deal. A lot of people, they grow up not knowing how to talk about their feelings. So they might even need the mentor. <laughs> they might be needing mentor to really learn how, what it feels like to talk about your feeling or how it feels to talk about your feeling or what are the skills or the the act of talking your, about your feelings looks like. Seriously, a lot of people, they fail to talk about their feeling. You may actually find it difficult talking about your feeling because of a sense of inadequacy or vulnerability, like you don't want to look vulnerable to your partner or a fear of how the person will, will respond. Yeah, a lot of people do not want to talk about their, their feelings because they are scared or, or, of how their partner is going to react to how or whatever it is they want to say they are scared of looking vulnerable to their partner they are scared of you know a sense of inadequacy you know they don't want their partner to feel like they can't do some certain things on their own or, or for themselves do you understand so the other thing is you should dare the solution to this problem is that you should dare to trust your partner with your feelings they you should dare Dare to trust your partner with your feelings. It might not be easy, but you know, I want you to overcome that fear and dare to trust your partner, trust him or her with your feelings. And if your partner struggles to express how he or she feels, be sure to listen to your partner without judging or criticizing him or her. Yeah. So as your partner is working on her own self to, you know, to dare you to dare to trust you about our feelings you also help your partner the moment you realize that okay this person does not really want to talk or this guy or this babe does not really want to talk about the way she or he feels you try to understand and listen to him without judging or criticizing him because that will really really help your partner a lot a lot you know sharing our innermost thoughts and feelings is essential to building a strong relationship there is nothing you can compare to it there is nothing so until your partner starts sharing how she really really feels her innermost thoughts and feelings really trust me she has not trusted you enough yes she has not really trusted you her feelings with you or he has not really trusted his feelings with you so i want us to overcome that hindrance of feeling like of of failing to share your emotions or your feelings with your partner so the third one i have here is failing to listen to each other <sighs> failing to listen you know it is the way it is different there is no communication without listening listening and how to listen is is, is an act on its own you cannot communicate without listening so some people feel like okay i am hearing you 
You are not hearing is different from listening. Listening is you putting your attention, no distraction to whatever it is your partner is saying. So, so a lot of people, we feel like when your partner put on a uh, put up a call to you and feel like, okay, babe, I want to see you, and then you go to your partner with your phone being distracted and all, and you feel like after all you come in to come and I'm here without listening to him. It's as good as you not going there at all. It's as good as you not picking the partner's calls at all because you need to listen. You need to learn what it means to really, really listen, listen to your partner. So when someone listens to us, you know, we feel understood, we feel valued, we feel supported, we feel loved. Why not be listened to is highly damaging to your relationship. So some bad listening habits we should overcome. Should I still continue? I'm talking too much. <laughs> okay, so I'll be done in a jiffy. So let me quickly finish this. Um, I need to finish this particular topic so that I will start a new one afresh next week, which is the second uh, series I talked about earlier. So the some liberal listening habits you should actually watch out for and you should try to overcome. Number one, disengaging, disengaging <laughs> mentally when your partner is talking to you. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are like that. You might be looking at your partner like this, but you know that mentally you've already disengaged yourself from that communication. It is very wrong. You should put, listen to your partner mentally, you know, physically, putting the right gestures, eyeball to eyeball, to know that you're really listening to your partner. It is very important. So you should not disengage while listening to your partner mentally because that one is actually quite difficult. Your, your partner might not even be able to figure out that you are no longer with him or her because you're looking at her like this. You are trying to even nod your head. Meanwhile, mentally, you're not following. So do not disengage mentally, you know, when your partner is talking to you. And number two, going off on a tangent with your own story. A lot of us, we do like that. Your partner is saying this and then you're just going off on the topic you guys are addressing with your own story. Because you feel like, okay, are you done talking? Can I tell you what is bothering me now? Because you have your own story to talk about. So you just go off whatever it is your partner is talking about. That is very, very wrong. Very, very wrong. And we should watch it. So the third one is giving your advice immediately rather than empathizing on your partner's feelings first. Yes. So your partner is done talking to you. You empathize with your partner. Like, okay, babe, I, I, I understand. Oh, sorry. I never knew this is how you've been feeling all this while. Then when you are done empathizing with your partner, you cannot, you cannot come in to give your own advice. But make sure that you make them feel like you understand the way they are feeling. You try to put yourself in their shoes. That is when they will feel loved. That is when they will feel like, okay, you really understand me. You really feel like you, you know what I was saying. You know, do you understand? Then the next point I have here is interrupting your partner with your own views or finishing their sentences for them. <laughs> this one. You can see, these are the things that we really do unconsciously, but we do not know that they are actually very detrimental to our relationship. A lot of us, we are, we are actually fond of finishing your partner's statements or your sentences or lines for you because you already know where it's going. So as he's trying to talk, you are finishing the sentences. Okay. You are trying to shut your partner. You are trying to shut him or her up. Yes. You are trying to tell your partner that, okay, mom, got to first so, so let me just say it for you, which is very, very, very wrong. So you should stop interrupting your partner with your own views or stop finishing your sentence or finishing their sentences for them whichever the case may be. And last one is pressing your phone or getting distracted by a lot of other things. 
probably you were seeing channel tv your favorite show and a partner needs to talk to you you might need to put off uh put aside your phone put off the tv you know to give a rapt attention to your partner to really 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 listen to your partner how do you listen and that will be her today so lastly i want to talk about how do you listen to your partner how should you listen to your partner it takes patience to actually learn how to listen effectively so when you say you listen effectively what it means is that one you allow your partner to finish what to finish what they want to say yeah so listening effectively means allowing your partner to finish whatever it is they have to say you should not be in a hurry to listen to your partner you should not be in a hurry your relationship is actually worth more than that time and that investment you really want to give it you really want to give it that time you really want to give it that patience so you should allow your partner to finish whatever it is they have to say and number two you put aside your own agenda and seeking to see the world through your partner's eyes you put aside your own agenda and try to see the world through your partner's eyes. So when you say you listen effectively and attentively to your partner, what it means is you try to put your own agenda aside and then you try to see the world from your partner's lens. Mm, that is very important. So that will actually make them feel like, okay, you really understand me. You really see through what I'm saying and it's not like you are trying to fake listening to me <laughs> because it's actually quite easy to fake your listening to your partner how do you know you faked it because at the end of the discussion there will be no results the same issues will still come up again that shows that you never listened to him or her while she was talking or communicating to you and then the last okay the second to the last point i have here is making the effort to understand them when they think or feel different to us this is a whole lot of work. It is not easy. Yes. You make that conscious effort, you know, to understand them when they think or feel different to you. So whatever it is your partner is saying, you totally, you know, you feel different towards it. But then you will, you will deliberately make the effort of trying to understand them, irrespective of how you feel or not. Yes. That is what the challenges and... Um, relationship being an adventure is all about so it's not just about you so even though you feel differently you still must try to understand the way your partner's feels and lastly you ensure an eye contact with your partner you know it's very important your people used to say right so you try make effort when your partner is talking to you ensure you have an eye contact with your partner it's not like you're pressing your phone and then you're telling your partner you know i can multitask i'm listening to you there is no way you want to tell me you are listening to me you are pressing off. I personally do not like it. I feel like I'm just talking and you are not listening to me. So you ensure eye contact with your partner and then you make some gestures like nodding of your head, saying, mm, like you are following, right? Those things actually shows that I'm following, I'm listening to you. Do you understand? <laughs> and so that would be all from me to you today so how was today's nurture it was a bit long i think this is the longest okay it's not the longest i think we had 40 minutes so far so this is just like seven minutes i said just <laughs> so i feel it is um a 37 minutes of your life worth spent i'm serious it is it is worth it i i i love the father you listen to this podcast till the end and if you agree with me you see that this is a value-packed podcast yeah really really value-packed and uh, much more than me coming here is you really taking whatever it is i've said and you know running with it 
running with it is very very important so don't just listen alone don't just journal alone i want you to work with it practically you know what i've told you today or what whatever it is i've said today i want you to practically you know put it into your relationship and see the result it will yield for you it's going to be a beautiful a sweet a <laughs> what should i say all i'm trying to say is thank you so much for listening to me you are the best you are the best and i really appreciate this so share this podcast share it with your friends with your family people that you think they should really, they should really listen to this share it with your partner most importantly so if you are listening to this alone in your relationship share with your partner share with your friends that are in a relationship they really need to listen to this share with everybody you think you will come in contact with everybody that you think needs this today thank you so much once again for listening to me until I come your way again next to Thursday. Stay blessed and stay safe. I love you so much and stay expectant of the second series on that relationship as an adventure, which is agreeing on your priorities. Thank you so much. Love you. Bye.